Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. And as always, I am bringing you another fantastic guest who's going to showcase what it's like to live authentically and to really be bold in business. I am so excited to have Tina Dietz on the show. But just before we get started, I want to do a quick reminder that the Bulletproof Confidence Weekend is coming up this fall, one weekend in Virginia Beach and one weekend in Toronto. You do not want to miss this event. It is going to be epic. So stay tuned for the list. You'll get the link on how to sign up for that. And in the meantime, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with Tina. So Tina, she's given me this amazing bio. So when she was two years old, she was handed a tape recorder and that was that. She began a lifelong love affair with speaking. And today she's a speaker audiobook publisher, podcast producer, internationally acclaimed business coach who's been featured on ABC, Inc.com, Forbes, and Huffington Post. Her company, Start Something Creative Business Solutions, works with authors, experts, and entrepreneurs who want more than just a business and more than a routine life. They want a business oasis. And Tina herself splits her time between the U.S. and Costa Rica. Tina Dietz, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dana. <laughs> I always I always think every time somebody reads that bio, I'm like, damn, that, that woman's kind of cool. I should <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Cool. So I, you know, I've been following you for a while and I know that, you know, we often, you know, share views on how we see the world and, and I love how I really see you showing up authentically. And that's, that's one of the big underlying messages that I have with my, my listeners here. And, you know, I just want to give you a shout out for that, that you, Thank you, you. really do exemplify that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I got in trouble for it a lot when I was younger, and now it's something that I get kind of praised for. So it's like, ha-ha, those, those childhood things that uh, we kind of have to reclaim them as adults in, in different ways. But yeah, I know you and I have been kind of hanging out on Facebook and uh, other social media for a long time. So this is really cool to be able to get together. Absolutely. Yeah. It is so interesting that, you know, you, you interact with somebody on social media, and then when you finally connect in person, it's it's you know, it's kind of funny. And yet at the same time, it's like, oh, I feel like I know you before even getting in and having a live conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So now one of the things I really wanted to pick your brain on was the area of podcasting. Because of course, you're a podcast producer and you help mm -hmm. people to, you know, really utilize the podcast to grow their business. So I know you'd mentioned about you've got some information around, you know, how people can get on as a guest and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to really tease people. It's like the getting on as a guest onto podcasts is not only a lot of fun, but it's a great way to grow your business. So what do you tell people around being a guest? There's kind of a whole world around being a guest because there's being a guest and then there's being a good guest. Mm. And then there's actually using those relationships and developing those relationships with the hosts into a, a deeper relationship. So it's not kind of a one and done scenario. So th this is a topic that we could probably do actually. And I have a, a colleague, Nicole Holland, who's a, uh, an even deeper expert than myself on this on. I wanted to give her a shout out on the show because um, nice. she as a fellow podcaster <laughs> got so frustrated and also has such expertise in this area. Uh, if you look at the podcast called get guest ready, 
uh, you, she actually did an entire podcast on how to get ready to be on podcasts. <laughs> so it, it, it was, it's a really, it's a nice little series that she did on that. But when I'm working with my own clients on this, it's a matter of really getting real with yourself about who you are, what your message is, and being willing to have a conversation with the audience rather than simply get on to promote something. That is mm. the biggest mistake that I see people make. And it makes for the most boring interviews oh, ever. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't agree more because there is such a big difference. You know, when I have somebody, and that's why I'm, I'm so big on, you know, find somebody who's willing to be authentic because then you can have this great conversation. And for the listener, then it feels like, oh, I'm just kind of eavesdropping on some really cool people. Exactly. If it doesn't sound like over coffee, then, well, some podcasts are really good at teaching and giving you great information in, in that way. But mm -hmm. what tends to draw people back over and over to podcasts, I, I say this all the time, people come for the topic, but they stay for the host. Mm. they're going to come back for you. They're going to come back for me when it's our own shows because we're that voice that they want in their ear. But when it comes to being a guest on those shows, it's your job as a guest to step into the space that that host has created. It's their stage. They're sharing their house with you. They're opening up their audience to you. So you owe it to that host and to that audience and yourself to be gracious and to be generous with your information and for God's sake, take off the damn superhero cape <laughs> and, and let people, let people in, let people see who you really are. Even if there's like, you know, the, the quirky stories that we all relate to, you know, I mentioned at the top about how I used to get in trouble for being kind of goofy and loud and authentic and, and things like that, man, I, you know, it's one of the reasons I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I, you know, I just I was always a square peg in a round hole mm. in other, other environments because I find it physically uncomfortable as well as emotionally deadening to have to sit and not be expressed, to keep a straight face, to not bring joy to the work that I'm doing and to everyone kind of like toe the company line. Like it's never going to happen. Sorry. Yeah. You see, this is where you and I align because I'm yes. the same. I've always been a square <laughs> peg in a round hole, challenging people and making them uncomfortable because I'm bold and larger than life. But it does draw in your tribe. And I'm sure, you know, with your business coaching, that you really you, know, you recommend for people to show up as them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in every... Every conversation, in every interaction, no matter what gurus and experts are telling you, there is a tremendous value, and I think it is the value, uh, to do it, not necessarily insist on doing it your own way, because we can get ourselves into trouble by not being coachable <laughs> that way, but to put your flavor on it. You know, and I, and I, you and I could probably do an entire video series or audio series on all the cliches in the coaching world oh, and yes. on all the whole, you know, build a six figure business and, <laughs> you know, you owe it to yourself to invest in yourself, which really yes. just means spend money with me or you suck. Right, right. You know, you're so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you're so worth it to spend $20,000 with me, aren't you? 
<laughs> oh my god yes oh even get me can, started oh yeah we can totally go down a, a rabbit hole with that one. Oh my god i think i've done several rants on that personally oh yeah yeah it's annoying and yeah but okay so i want to circle back to the, the podcasting because that was that sure, was what i wanted sure. to feature on I'm, oh I we'll we go can, everywhere you know we yeah <laughs> no worries but you know if so if people want to get on more shows. So, you know, aside from getting ready, I love what you've said about being a good guest because, oh my goodness, I've had a range. Mostly I've had amazing, amazing guests. And then I've had a few that it's like, oh, this is the most painful thing I've ever done. Right. But Mm -hmm. aside from, you know, getting your, your message together, being authentic, showing up, you know, what other tools do people need to get on shows? There are uh, a number of things you want to take a look at. This is this is goes into strategy. Mm-hmm. If you want to be on shows, you need to set yourself up with a nice little elegant strategy. Nothing crazy, nothing that's going to, you know, make you nuts, but just um, more of a habit or a practice that you want to get into where you set aside some time every week just like you really ought to be setting aside time uh, regularly for different kinds of strategy and marketing every week to reach out. So, um, and actually um, I'll post an article in your, in your Facebook group and um, and we can also make it available in the show notes. If you like, I wrote an article for uh, Forbes on podcasting as the new expert platform. And there's a lot of tips I have in there. So Mm. for those folks who are visual, um, we can provide them that article as well. And what you want to do is, is you want to find the shows that you are going to resonate with. And you can do this a couple of different ways. The easiest way to get on podcasts is to ask your current colleagues if they have been on podcasts and to see if they'd be comfortable. If you think it's a good match, mm-hmm. you have to actually look at the shows, make sure you think it's a good match for that audience and ask for a warm introduction to the host. Yeah. And that's the simplest way to do it. And it requires making some requests. And it also requires that you maybe write up a couple of lines about how you want to be introduced. The, the best thing you can do is make it easy for the people around you to share who you are. And that's where getting good at talking about yourself comes into play and, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, and, and coming up with these little cut and paste introductions are, are wonderful. I actually have a whole email folder from my, from my colleagues. When I want to introduce them to somebody, I go into that email folder and I cut and paste their introduction into an email to whoever I want to introduce them to. And it makes it a very downstream, very easy. And I, I have weeks where I maybe do 20 or 30 introductions because um, I love to connect people, you know, people, I, I've been called that I'm a, an Italian grandmother in training. So, and I, and I wear that badge with pride, I wear that badge with pride. So uh, that's the first step is, is finding the shows that you want to be on. You can do that through Google search. You can do that through uh, being, getting involved in podcasting groups online. You can do that through searching iTunes just, just start looking some of those up. It's, it's a really great task to have a VA do, uh, to have them do as a research task and have them create you a spreadsheet that has the name of the podcast, the link to it, the link to their website. And a really great thing to do is to have the host's social media contact information. If you can connect with the host on social media and share mm. some of their shows, share yes. their posts, yes. you, know, you know, that's that's what's going to 
make it so that it's not all about you. It's about you getting involved with that host's community. Are you someone who's going to be an asset to that community? Mm, I love that point. Yeah. Because, and I have to say, as a podcast host, that really says, speaks volumes to me. You know, if somebody's willing to share before they're even a guest, that says, oh my goodness, they are going to dynamically share this show everywhere. And, and, and yeah, that's way more appealing. Sorry, folks, it's about marketing. And, you know, a guest that is, is a good guest and will share, you're going to get top spot. Exactly. Especially if you share on an evergreen basis. This is the bonus yes. round. So let's say you do get on a show um, and we can back up and talk about uh, how to actually introduce yourself it's, if it's a cold email or a cold contact, um, first of all, in, in just a minute. But let's say you do get on the show and you show up prepared and you have a great interview. Well, when that episode comes out, for goodness sake, don't just share it once and don't just, you know, put one show on, you know, Facebook and just leave it alone. You've now created an asset in your business, a marketing asset. Every Mm -hmm. interview you do is a marketing asset. So that interview needs to be put into your evergreen marketing. You can be sharing that episode repeatedly. This is evergreen content Mm -hmm. on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. And on your LinkedIn profile, there's a publications section. When all all of my favorite and best interviews, in addition to the articles that I'm publishing, I will put my podcast interviews as well because it's a publication. And that's good for everybody. It's good for you. It's good for the host. It's good for the show. It's good for the audience. And that's what we want to create. We want to create scenarios where this content just doesn't sit under a rock, that it's readily available to the people who need it. Great tips. And absolutely. I mean, I have, um, I have a service that allows me to do that evergreen. Um, I use Meet Edgar. I think you're using the same thing. I don't use Meet Edgar. I like Meet Edgar, but I actually use a social jukebox. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there's so many great, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there's tons of apps for it, but having something to easily recycle your content and have it continually, it's great because, uh, you know, it's like a surprise for me in the, in the newsfeed. I'm like, oh, what's coming up? I'm like, oh, great. You know, and I'll see a a body, (laughs) you know, I love to surprise myself, you know, and, but I'll be reminded of an interview that I had, which reminds me of that guest or that host, I should say, and, and that, you know, strengthens that connection. Um, And, oh yeah, evergreen, absolutely. Huge. Exactly. Yeah. But with everything, right? Like when you're, if you're wanting to develop a relationship with somebody, you want to think about, you know, how can I best serve them as well as how can I best serve me? And why keep recreating new content if you don't have to? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because especially when you start to really gain momentum and you kind of hit the point where you you feel like I, I really want someone to help me with this. And that could be very early on, depending on what your skill sets are and what you want to focus on. If I had to kind of go back and do it over again, and you know, I've been building businesses, I grew up as an entrepreneur and I've been building businesses for decades. Mm-hmm. If I had to go back and kind of do it over again with my own coaching consulting practice, I would have hired earlier, mm. way earlier. And quite honestly, and I shouldn't say this as a coach probably, but (laughs) I probably would have spent less money on coaching and programs and more money on hiring a team. (laughs) 
<laughs> you might be talking yourself out of a business. But, but there is strategic hiring. Exactly. And I, think, I mean, and that's where my, my mission is to, you know, to get this message across that you're not fucked up. And so, you know, it's like if you can come from it from that perspective and hire the right person that's going to propel you forward instead of buying into the hype and the BS, yes. which I know you and I can go on the tangent. So by hiring a really good strategic person can launch you forward. Whereas, you know, a lot of the programs, and I don't know, I have this opinion that the online programs, and, and I say, I'm like you, right? I'm like, here I'm about to launch an online program. And I'm like, <laughs> online programs are useless. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they are and they aren't, but it, you know, it's another source of information, but it's not necessarily an application. You, you know, unless you're really good at, at self-directing, online programs will only take you so far. They will only take you so far. And the key to that is developing your colleagues in that group. That's mm. where the gold is. It's like you have great information. Like I know you have phenomenal information, oh, right? Thank you. But it is all in the application. So if you're someone who wants to get the most out of a group, then you got to be that, that kid that's sitting in the front of the classroom. Yes. And ask and raising your hand and raising your hand and raising mm-hmm. your hand and raising your hand and, and being willing to ask those questions. And then being that person who's like, hi, how are you? Hi. You know, like when you're five or if, okay, when I was five and I was walking and <laughs> going, hi, I'm Tina Lynn Ingrassia. What's your name? You know, and it, it, sometimes it feels like you're holding your heart out on a platter a little bit. But as adults, we also have to know that no one can really hurt us. We've been hurt before. We have felt the pain and we have survived. Mm -hmm. So walking up to somebody and introducing you and and maybe not getting the result we wanted, we're going to survive that too. But that's the only way to find your tribe. Yeah. Is when you, you know, go up virtually or in person to somebody and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. What's your name? You know, you know, because that's kind of how it (laughs) feels to me anyway, that when you get that response, when they when they say, oh, I'm so-and-so, why are you here? You know, and all of a sudden there's that spark and there's that connection mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, they're going in my basket. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm taking you along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, sometimes folks will see me talking about something called purple squirrels online sometimes. And um, it's, a, it's actually a term from corporate that I adopted and, and made, my, made my own many years ago. Uh, because I always felt like if I was in a networking room, uh, every so often I would meet somebody who I resonated with or several people I resonated with. And I always felt like, oh, I'm a purple squirrel. You're a purple squirrel. The rest of the people in this room aren't necessarily purple squirrels. So it was like this whole <laughs> idea of having a purple squirrel tribe of, of people who are uh, kind of in, insanely enthusiastic about everything. or another (laughs) yeah you know such a great tip because that's the thing like I see that in you know in the groups and things that there's you get a core group of people who will be the ones raising their hand and you know contributing and talking and and they're getting massive visibility so you know utilizing those groups to get yourself in front of people to be seen over and over again. And then it, you know, comes back around to, of course, you know, if we're not willing to be seen, then we need to look at what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole nother topic on, you know, some of the other shows that I do. Yeah. Get out there, get, you know, 
just keep doing it until it gets comfortable. Be awkward and clumsy and, you know, be the purple squirrel that is tripping over itself. <laughs> that that <laughs> completely works. Um, my, my, my friend, uh, Teresa de Grobois, who is an expert in influence and, and building your influence, she always says, succeed sloppily. Mm. And I love that. It's brilliant. I love Teresa. She's awesome. Yeah. So in wrapping up, what would you say would be, you know, the top um, takeaways? You know, if somebody is wanting to break into being a guest as a, on a podcast show and, you know, they don't have any experience, where's the key pieces that they need to look at? Okay, so key pieces. Let's kind of let's let's kind of break it down. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> I'll do backup for you. You do backup. Can you beat? Oh, beautiful! <laughs> Get my son in here. He he can beat bots. Right, boots and boots and boots and boots All right. So the the top things you want to do, you want to first of all um, start writing up a, a sheet, a one sheet uh, that has all of your contact information on it, your website, the opt-in you want people to mention, um, even a couple of, let's say, between 10 and 20 questions that you would love to be asked, just to get clear on the types of topics you're going to be speaking about. That's something that will come in handy later when a host is going to be asking you for information. You want to be prepared with that. Also, a headshot. You want to have a decent headshot. And make sure that hide shot is high res, please God, please. Okay, so so that the host can edit and it not and a graphically selfie. and not a selfie. No. Um, and also, when I say a headshot, I mean an actual headshot, not a full body shot with your kids in the picture and all that. There's a place for that. It is not in this particular scenario. Yes. Um, so all of that, you know, put that together. It doesn't have to be perfect. Do not obsess over this, okay? <laughs> Succeed sloppily. Then you're going to go out to your network, to your community, to your colleagues, and you're going to play the who do you know game. Hey, guys, you know, hey, Sarah, who do you know? Um, have you been on any podcasts or do you know anybody who has a show? Yes, no. Okay. Hey, you know, what's the name of the show? You know, if I check it out and think if it's a good fit from my audience, would you mind introducing me? Yes, no. Give them and then give them like a two or three sentence thing that says, you know, I'd like you to meet Jane Doe. Jane is the owner of so-and-so and she works with these people and um, she's been featured on these platforms and uh, she she's, has a phenomenal message about this. Boom. Real concise. And that's where you want to start. You want to start with warm introductions. Now, when you start getting on shows, you want to show up prepared. That means with the right equipment, we want to be focused on what you're doing. You want to be in a space where you're not going to be interrupted. You want to give good voice. And we could do a whole other show on giving good voice. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's a whole other animal. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need much equipment. You don't need fancy stuff. You just need to be prepared. Then you also need to show up on time and you need to follow up. So following up is really important. Thanking the guests for having you on the show. And when the show comes out, promote the heck out of it and promote the heck out of it on an evergreen basis. Those are kind of the things that, that you want to do. And I actually do have, um, I've been working on uh, some best practices and this procedure that I just kind of went over in more depth and also a pitch script that you can adapt for your own purposes because sometimes sometimes 
looking at a blank page is the scariest thing of all, at least in my world. Um, so I've created a nice little script that you can use to reach out to podcast hosts and introduce yourself in a way that is going to land like you are providing value, not like, hey, you want to showcase me <laughs> because that will get you cut off faster than, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I ignore yeah. those. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. But if you approach them like a friend and, you, um, and you've already connected with them on social media and you've already shared some stuff and said hi without asking for anything for yourself and just, you know, added value, then you're more likely to be able to be part of that, part of that world and part of that, part of that conversation and there and have them share their platform with you. I love it. That is, you know, amazing content, Tina. Like you, you really do walk your talk. You are showing up, you're providing tons of great content for the listeners. Thank so, you. you know, anybody that wants to get into being a guest on podcast, which I highly recommend, I love it. And I've gotten clients from it. Um, this has been phenomenal. Uh, Thank you. And, and I like you as a person. <laughs> I like you too. Yay. It's like a love fest. <laughs> this is one of the things I love about, you know, being able to screen who comes on my show. It's like, it's like I get to have, you know, coffee with my, with my friends. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's one of the great things about podcasting and, and, you know, you do also get to meet people who you may never have gotten to meet otherwise, because having a podcast means that you have a platform to share influence with other people. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was really grateful to that a few of my first guests were, you know, Dr. John Martini and Marcy Shimoff and, um, Tom Baylor, who was a producer for Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones and those folks, <laughs> because I had some great warm introductions made, but I'll, I'll never forget Marcy at the end of the show, I was asking her how it went for her. And she said, Hey, can I pick your brain? You've obviously been doing this a long time. And, you know, I want to know, can I, how can I be a better guest? And I was <sighs> just stunned. I was wow. just stunned. I said, Marcy, you just gave me the biggest compliment I think I ever could have asked for. Because, you know, I've been behind a mic for a long time, but this is my second podcast interview. She's like, wow. no, it's not. She's like, no, it's not. It is not. It is absolutely not. She's one, to date, still one of my favorite interviews because she, you really want to hear a masterful person give an interview. Listen to Marcy Shymoff. She's uh, amazing. Yeah. And uh, just brilliant content and, and brilliant um, value. So, you know, I never would have met her in that way. Or now, you know, having developed that relationship, you know, been able to count her as, as someone that, I, you know, would probably come back on my show or that I could reach out to for another connection. So podcasting is really, really powerful. A media in general is very, very powerful. And, uh, and I think most entrepreneurs, you can make use of it sooner rather than later. You don't have to wait. Yeah. Oh. Love it. You've inspired me and, uh, and I may get you to connect me with Marcy, get her on the show. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Sure. <laughs> Since you're such an amazing connector. Uh, you know, I would love to keep this conversation going. Some days I'm like, ah, oh, damn, we only do a half hour show. I really, you know, cause there's so such good content and I know I could mine even more out of you because you oh, share so freely. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to have you back and, and look at a different aspect of what you do with your 
your coaching business. Sure, whatever your tribe wants. Yay. So in the meantime, what's the best place that you want to direct people to to, to find you and look you well, up? Well, since this is a podcast, a lot of times the best thing to do is to direct you to another podcast. So you can go to the startsomethingshow.com. That'll take you to my current show as well as finding out more about you know, who we are, what we do, and, uh, and connecting there. And you can also connect on all the social media outlets through the website. So it's kind of a nice hub to, to send everybody. So you can just go to the startsomethingshow.com. Um, if you're on whatever device you're listening to this podcast on right now, you can also look up to the show and subscribe to it right where you're at. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tina. It's been a pleasure. And same here, Dana. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to The Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdominatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.